Jamie. And I'm Portia. We are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Barbara Brown Taylor's book, An Altar in the World. One of the truer things about bodies is that it is just about impossible to increase the reverence I show mine without also increasing the reverence I show yours. However differently you and I may conceive the world, God, or one another, physical reality is something we can usually agree on. When the temperature drops below 32 degrees, I am as cold as whoever happens to be standing next to me. When I see someone run into a piece of furniture catching the corner of a table right on the thigh, my own thigh hurts in that exact same place. When I am sitting next to someone in a meeting and our stomachs growl at the same time, we both shift in our seats, unable to ignore a connection more fundamental than knowing each other's names. When I watch a perfect stranger open her mouth for a bite of key lime pie at my favorite Mexican restaurant, my mouth starts watering without my permission. My body is what connects me to all those other people. Wearing my skin is not a solitary practice, but one that brings me into communion with all these other embodied souls. It is what we have most in common with one another. In Christian teachings, followers of Jesus are called to honor the bodies of our neighbors as we honor our own. In his expanded teaching by example, this includes leper bodies, possessed bodies, widow and orphan bodies, as well as foreign bodies and hostile bodies, none of which he's shied away from. Read from the perspective of the body. His ministry was about encountering those whose flesh was discounted by the world in which they live. What many of us miss in our physical dis-ease is that our bodies remain God's best way of getting to us. Thus ends the reading. Amen. So... Speaking of bodies, and um, we're going to do a lot of talking about bodies, I want to share an adventure about how I'm caring for my own body um, in particular. And um, recently, I did a detox. Okay. Yeah, so I did a a natural detox, which um, involves uh, spinach or kale or um, spring mix Mm -hmm. as the base. And then you can add like little fruits and vegetables, So, but it has to be like organic stuff. And so it's like all natural. So- at first, I was like, uh, you know, I'm not into that whole like, detoxing thing. But then um, my doctor was like, you really need to get serious about like your health um, and you really need to find ways to help clean out your system. And I was like, OK, so I did a 10 day detox, but I didn't do it alone. I did it in a group of people. Um, my uh, co-workers actually joined in with me um, in doing a detox. So um, the whole purpose of the detox was to clean to clean, um, but to also to help so that you could absorb the nutrients so it could help jumpstart um, weight loss. So um, I'm not losing weight because I don't like my body because I love my body, but because my doctor was like, you're pre-diabetic and you actually need to take control of your situation. Um, And I didn't realize like how much like weight I had gained in a short amount of time. So, um, and just being a good steward to the temple that God has given me, I was like, okay, let's do this detox. So I'm doing this detox, Jamie. Got my new Nutribullet. Um, no, not Nutribullet. No, not them. Ninja. I got a Ninja <laughs> that I had got for my birthday, but I didn't get a chance to use, but I finally got a chance to use it. Okay. And so I'm using this Ninja. I taste the smoothie first day. Day one, it was so good. I was like, I'm going to make it. Then second day, man, third day, 
smoothies was gross <laughs> to say the least. And I was like, maybe I'm not doing something right. But um, I don't. I follow the recipes, Jamie. I promise <laughs> you, I did. And the thing is, I know how to cook for real. And I was, right. I stared into my fridge and I stared into the freezer. I stared into everything that I'm like, I cannot eat. I threw everything out knowing that I could not eat it after day three. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a struggle. Right. Um, and I said, but this is also a fresh start. So sometimes we go through life thinking that things are a struggle and, and we want to stop, you know, right. immediately along the way. It's like, oh, I want to stop. I want to give up. But no, I pressed my way. Um, and I finished and I'm very proud of myself. Um, and so I'm working on, it. I'm working on being a better steward of my body, but let me tell you something. I ain't doing that detox no more though. Um, so I got to get it right this time because right. that, yeah, that detox smoothie, some of those were not the best, but I mean, overall I enjoyed it. Um, in terms of like, I feel better. Right. I, I feel more connected to my body, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just naturally internally. And so I, I feel better. So I think it's important for us to be mindful of how we're being stewards to our body and just of what God has given us. Right. So I just wanted to share that as awesome. we're talking about bodies today. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So we did a body politics show maybe like a month and a half ago or something like that. Maybe in early March or something like that. Um, it was a good show. Yeah, we got a lot of positive response to that. And I think we can pick up on some of the themes that were there that we perhaps didn't talk about as much as we could have. Mm -hmm. In that show, we talked a lot about um, the the way that our bodies are perceived as ministers um, and about, you know, ways that we might cover our bodies and clergy attire and lap scarves and all of that that exists. Um, But we know that that's kind of I think really black church specific, um, mm-hmm. which I know not all of our listeners identify in that particular way. Um, because I remember one person, and I should have pulled up the comment before we got on the show for real, um, but she commented something about how she doesn't go to black churches, it's too judgmental. And I'm like, that's not what we were really trying to say on the on this show. I think we were trying to say something different from yeah. that. <laughs> That there actually is a lot of freedom that we both have found right. in the midst of some of those rules, right? Um, that there are those rules, both spoken and unspoken. Right. But there's also spaces where we do and we have and we must claim our freedom. And right. if and, I, and all black churches are different. So I think that's the other reason why I was like disturbed by the comment a little bit, because I'm like, all black churches are different. And all religious spaces are different. And so I would say for a person um, who wants to gather with others as people of faith, which is not something that you need to do, but something that definitely can be really positive and make a positive impact in your life to be Mm -hmm. able to be in a faith community. I think what's important is to find the right faith community for you. So if you feel like you're in a place where you um, cannot be fully self-actualized because yeah. of the rules, whether spoken or unspoken, of that particular religious community. Right. Um, but we do need community and we need faith. And so figure out other ways to find that. And instead of just writing off, oh, well, the black church is just this particular way. Um, black churches are diverse. Oh, yes. Black religious experience is diverse, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, so when we think about black religiosity, we should think about something more than perhaps an oppressive black church that you attended as a child, like black religiosity and 
God. I mean, let's just talk about it. God is bigger than that. I know that's right. Um, so we have to find places where we can find freedom. And so I think on that show, we weren't trying to say like, oh, we're so oppressed. We were trying to say in the midst of these rules, whether spoken or unspoken, we still find the freedom to express who we are and who we feel called to be in the kingdom of God. I think that's important that God hasn't condemned our bodies, even though some particular religious communities might condemn our bodies or the things that we wear or that sort of thing. God hasn't done that. I think that's important. Right. And I think that show was really about us also sharing some of the experiences that we have, but also celebrating um, some of like what we do. Like, so um, just sharing like kind of like our style a little bit too. So how I've shared that, you know, I'd like to robe up when I'm preaching, but that's just because that's my level of comfort. But that's not a way of, oh, because the black church is oppressive and they don't like women preachers showing their thighs and whatnot. And no, that's that's not what it's about. But, um, you know, I, it's good to mention that black churches are diverse across the board. Um, and so I think regardless, if you have a body, your body is going to be put on display and on judgment regardless of where you go, um, whether it's a black church or whether it's to the grocery store. And so the body politics, even though we were referencing in terms of like the church, it's everywhere. So it's literally um, a part of that, like, you know, respectability politic too. Like, so like, what does it mean to dress respectably or what have you in this, that, and a third? Um, so it's just also, yeah, kind of all of that. So it wasn't necessarily to say, oh, we don't hope people aren't discouraged <laughs> by our show. So, right. Yeah. But then on the other side of that, I think there's also um, those who would say, and this is completely true, um, you know, because I do have to go back within myself and do some scripture study and some kind of internal evaluation. Um, because the other thing I don't want people to hear from us is that we are like disrespectful either. Like, oh, I'm just going to wear what I want and I don't care. Because we're not that either. Right. Believe and us. so I think, <laughs> right. Um, and so I think both of those things are important to say and to hold those things in tension. How can I be free in ways that are not, you know, we talked about this on another show not being disruptive for the sake of being disruptive, but right. being disruptive because it helps me live more into the freedom that God has given me, which is something right. different from, oh, I'm just going to be in the church naked because I'm trying to be rebellious. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's, I think there is a difference in attention. Um, and, you know, earlier you were talking about food, right? And this comes up a lot, you know, with church folks um, where different religious traditions, you know, even within Christianity, there are certain things that they don't eat or they, they don't drink, right? Um, like I know more traditional Baptists, of course, they're not going to have any alcohol, right? Um, Seventh-day Adventists, they have pretty strict rules about what they're going to eat or not going to eat. And, and that's sort of area, we don't have pork okay. on church property, but okay. people will eat pork outside the church. And, and that's what I, and that's kind of what I'm referring to yeah. when you are in, um, or for at least for me, it's like when I'm with people who might in some way be disturbed by something that I'm doing in ways that like, maybe that's not necessarily my fault, but at the same time, it's like, if you're with your member who, you know, has had alcohol issues or who, you know, for whatever reason, seeing you eat pork will be a problem for them. It's like at the same time, I can also, I can drink or eat pork or whatever it is that I want to do. I can do that separate. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And so I also think there's that balance, right? Where it's like, I will come to church dressed with a particular level of respectability, eating in a particular way, like that sort of thing, just because it's still like, 
I don't need to do this just to disrupt you. Right. right. And I can also find, I can be free and respect you at the same time. I think that might, and respect God at the same time. Like, I think that there is a way to do all of those things at the same time. And we also have to keep that in mind. Right. <sighs> all right. That's enough black church stuff. But let's, <laughs> let's get, let's get back to the, to the, to the body issue. Um, because I think you said something that was really key earlier, which is what I think what we should really get to. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us have bodies, right? And yes. this is part of what Barbara Brown Taylor is talking about in that reflection I just read. All of us have bodies. It's what we all have in common, that we have to wear our skin, that we have these internal organs, that we have these muscles and these bones. And like you said, we have to be good stewards of our bodies. And it's also true, what she also talks about in this book, like when you meet somebody before you even know their name, before you know anything about them, you see this body and you perceive this body in a particular mm-hmm. way, whether that body is male, female, black, white, Asian, round, skinny, um, long hair, short hair. Uh, I saw Dan's mother recently and she has like this beautiful natural hair. It's gorgeous. And so I'm like already like perceiving her based on what I'm seeing physically. So I'm like, oh, this is a really cool lady, you know, because her hair is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we already perceive people in a particular way. And it's not necessarily supposed to be judgment. It's just, that's all I know about you. Your body is your, like, you know, your calling card, right? Um, yeah. Did you say your body's like your calling it's card? your calling card. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> calling card and I'm finna dial your number and tell you about you and your attire today. So because your head is wrapped, I'm gonna assume your hair's not done today, girl. Because my hair is wrapped in the studio, y'all. Um, it's like, because you got sneakers, I'm assuming that you just like to wear sneakers. But yes, I'm, I'm with you, though. We all have bodies and people, you know, perceive us immediately without ever knowing anything but have assumptions just based on how we look. And so I think um even though I don't like this, but it's the truth when they say that presentation, initial presentation matters and that um, first impressions are everything. And before you even, you know, walk out, if, if anything, they tell you when you come into a job interview, you know, make sure that you're dressed, you know, for the part because they're already passing judgment and already assuming um, things about you just based on how you presented your body. Um, and I think the same goes in any space. Um, whether even if we're at the gym, like I see people who are in like, you know, yoga pants and, you know, you know, Nike sneakers. Well, I like the Nikes. I have Nikes um, and I have Skechers. That's beside the point. Who have their Nikes and their Skechers and may have like their water bottle and maybe have like their racer back tank top. And I'm thinking you must be, you know, really um, not just into your body, but also into, you know, your fashion wear at the gym. So maybe you're into your fashion, you know, then there's other people who just come in with their T-shirts. And their sweats and their sweats, and they just trying to just get their workout in. But that doesn't mean that they don't care about their body any less. They just want to get the workout and they don't care how they look at the gym. They're just trying to be at the gym. And so I just think, like, you know, people uh, essentially, people assume and perceive us based on what we are doing and how, what we're <laughs> wearing. Um, and even our body language and like the language of our body. So if I sit with my legs, <laughs> Um, cross and my arms crossed, people may think I have an attitude. Or if I walk into a room and I don't have a smile on, they may think I'm having a bad day. Or if I'm walking in and I'm like, hello world. And I have on this big smile, everyone automatically assumes Girl. that I'm having a great day. 
I don't know where that came from. So Dan is looking down at me inside. from saying "Hello World" in song like it's um, a musical. I don't so know. Where it came I just from. need. I just need to pause you for a moment. <laughs> I know I'm on a roll. Um, and we need to talk about Gemma Tire. Um, yeah, because this has been brought up with me, and I didn't know what the person was talking about, and you just really explained something. To me. Oh, okay. Um, I was at the gym and, you know, I'm a fashion girl. Yeah. And so I was wearing like gray yoga pants and then I had like a gray, one of those like cool gray shirts that's like sweat wicking or whatever, mm-hmm. um, moisture wicking. And then I also had like a gray sweatshirt that I was putting on on top when I wasn't working out. And then I also had like my gray like coats. Everything was like, it was monochromatic, but different like shades. Right? Oh. So I was Four in the gym about to leave and... Um, I, I was putting, so I was putting my sweatshirt back on and I hear the woman behind me talking and I just always, cause you know how I am. Like when I go to the gym, I was probably even wearing my gray baseball cap. Like I pulled down my baseball cap. Like I really, I'm not there to be talked to. I'm like there to like get the workout in. It's my introvert time and then I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. So I hear this person talking to me or talking and I just assumed, well, she knows what I'm here for. So she ain't talking yeah. to me. <laughs> that is what my body is supposed to be communicating. But anyway, and you. so I hear this person, they're like, oh my gosh, this is such a great outfit. I'm like, sometimes it doesn't even matter how you feel. It just matters how you look. And I realized she's talking to me. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, ma'am. Um, but you just explained something to me. I didn't know that y'all were in the gym looking at people's clothes to figure out who was fashionable and who wasn't. Yeah. I, I didn't even know. That's right. When so I, thank you for breaking that down for that's me. That's it. Because, you know, since I've been in the gym again, you know how to get it right. I got my, my you know, funky yoga pants. Mm-hmm. I've got my funky, um, you know, um, like capri mm-hmm. pants. You know, they've got all different colors. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I want to be cute too. So, I'm, you know, I want to look like, oh, so she got her colorful water bottle. I'm going to get a neon water bottle because it does like presentation even matters. Like even at the gym, people are assuming things about us um, just even when we're just trying to get a workout. In. And we're really not trying to talk to nobody. Right. We just really just trying to get this and get this out. Right. Interesting. Fascinating. Bodies are such fascinating things. And maybe right. even think about school. Right. So even how like we show up to class. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know this is so random, but I'm thinking about like even um, how people like may have perceived us in dip school, like and just in terms of like how we might have like dressed like I was very like, you know, casual all the time at school. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm a casual person. You know, I'm coming to get an education like everybody else. Jamie is, you know, dressed to the T. If y'all ever see Jamie, Jamie is dressed, y'all. She's very fashionable. But it also projects, you know, I'm here to get my education. I'm, you know, serious about my education and I don't have time for any of you all. Right. Not in like the worst way, but like you have a very serious, you know, um, dress. Right. So it looks like you're about your business. You could walk into any meeting with anybody and like clearly get that meeting like right right now because you look like you mean business. because That's what you're here to do. And it's so interesting because I I agree with you that um, our bodies all the way to our faces and our body language are communicating so much because it is true that sometimes I can't get the meeting. And that's because like. Really, I mean, the, the other part, the other side of me is, well, I mean, there's lots of sides of me, right? Um, and you've gotten to know me a little bit, but what most people know about me is, like, I kind of have two public emotions. That doesn't mean I don't have a range of emotions. But right. publicly, I have two emotions, which are, like, serious, like, let's get this done, and I'm probably going to look kind of mean. <laughs> um, or perceived as looking kind of mean, uh-huh. which I think is also a bias against women looking serious, but that's a separate, that's a whole separate conversation. Um, and then, or I'm going to have a big smile on my face and yep. laughter, right? Like yep. the only public feelings that I feel 
are like focused, like let's get this done, which is not really a feeling. We had to learn that in CPE, that my public persona is not really a feeling, right. uh, even though I perceive it to be a feeling, but everyone else is just perceiving it to be like, whoa, that girl's kind of, she's kind of intense, right? Um, so it's focus or it's laughter. It's one of those two things. And that's about all you're going to get out of me. There's not going to be a huge range. I've worked on it. I've done a lot of CPE, so I've had time to like kind of work on it. And I think I'm a little bit better about showing more of a range, but especially if I really don't know you at all. Um, like I was at a conference recently. It was like, I think they perceived me really differently from how I am, but I didn't know them. I didn't really kind of want to open up and show dynamics of personality because I just really didn't know them. So I just kind of wanted to like get the information and get out. Um, and so I think my body and my face and even just the way that I was speaking really like communicated that. And I hope it didn't communicate unfriendly because that's certainly not true. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know I communicate through, like you said, through my body language, through my face, like, okay, she's here to get the task done. And when the task is over, she's here to leave. Um (laughs) (laughs) It's like you have purpose and you express purpose in your body language. Right. I think it can be. Like I said, I think it can be challenging as a woman. Like I, like I just, I have a really, like my personality is focused. That's my right. public personality. My private personality is a little bit different from that. But my public personality, body, spirit, everything, like it's focus or laughter. That is very and that's interesting. It. Now you've got me thinking. Yeah, what, about, what is, yeah. You know, um, publicly, I come off very, very like, you know, bubbly, happy-go-lucky, youthful. very relaxed, very youthful, right? I come off, you know, very, very, um, and I call it, I, sometimes I even call it like my character. So um, I think about sometimes Dr. Hardy, who says that we all dress and drag and whatever that is um, for us. So, you know, Dr. Hardy from Yale, y'all. Um, he says we all have a performance. And so I do think that my public persona has always been to be, very happy, go lucky, inviting, warm, um, and just overall just friendly. So I think I've just kind of wanted to embody bubbliness, but right. But then my private self, right. (laughs) Which is like a totally like another story. And when I go home, you know, I tend to, I am a, not a different person, but I think it's, it speaks to those different levels of authenticity where we're always our authentic selves, but there's different levels to it. Um, I can actually be very, um, sometimes like dismissive and mm-hmm. very uh, cutthroat sometimes. Mm-hmm. But most people wouldn't know that um, because I don't display that because it's not my right. public self. Um, and it's not my public uh, display. And so it's like, I, of course, I don't want people to know, you know, the inner working thoughts that's really going <laughs> on in my head because I don't want to make people feel bad. You like, Olivia Pope on the inside. Yeah. And you want to know the truth. Like, I kind of feel that way. Like, you know how like Olivia Pope, like when she's just kind of like looking someone in the face and she's got her wine and she goes home and she knows she... You know, she just kind of gets vulnerable. But no, like when I get home, it's not like me unpeeling and and getting vulnerable. It's me being like, all right. So about this day we just had. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Now this didn't work. This was not okay. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. I didn't like that person. I don't like this person. You know what? I don't want to deal with you. You, you. Yeah. So I just kind of be like that. (laughs) Dan is over in his, in his Uh, DJ, in his, in his recording lane, um, looking at Portia, like, girl, I thought I knew you. Listen, and listen, okay. What's Portia at home saying about us, Dan? Listen, not even, no, not even. I'm talking about like everyday people, like every day. Like, you know, I'm in the church, right? And I encounter a lot of people. 
And so a part of my, you know, just staying sane in this world is just, you know, I sometimes just got to go home, unload and just debrief. Like, what was that? (laughs) And it's like, you know, because I have to always put on the I'm here to help you. I'm here to love on you. Um, and express is be the outward expression of joy. And I mean, I have always have joy, right? Because I feel like joy is not conditioned based on situation. But I do think I want to always put on an outward expression of joy all the time, right? Um, and and what that means, and so a lived expression of joy. But you know, when I go home, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that there's that. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, so I guess we should probably wrap up. So that means that I have to be petty. I guess go for um, it. The petty pearl belongs to me. Um, Portia said before we started recording that um, I should do the petty pearl this time. And I was like, I don't have anything to be petty about. I do have something to be petty about. She go. knew. She knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about bodies. And so I've been, you know, listening to the show, you know, while we've been talking. Uh, my thighs are petty. Okay. You know, we've been talking about going to the gym. You know, you'd be working it out. And, you know, I go to the gym a lot. I'd be up in there, you know, four or five in the morning. I'd be doing my little workout. Um, I'll be doing my weightlifting. I've gotten really good about lifting. I'm, you know, I'll do treadmill or I do a lot of spinning. I've been working at Porsche. I've been doing those ab workouts. I've been on those little balance balls. I've been lifting stuff. <laughs> um, I've been using my BOSU ball. I've been yes. doing all of the things. I've been sweating. So good. And, you know, but my thighs... On, don't Jamie. seem to be catching up with everything else. Like, I'm like, I've been doing these squats. Like, my booty be looking better. Like, everything is better except for my thighs. And it's like, the more I work out, the more the thighs are like, you know what? We're just going to get chubbier in retaliation of what's going down right now. Like, seriously. Like, I'm like, I even have arm muscles. I have muscle definition. My calves be looking good. <laughs> everything is fine. And then my thighs, they're so petty. I just don't understand why they won't keep up with the rest of my body. Like, they're just like, you know what? We know you're trying to go for this whole petite girl thing, but we're just going to be petty and we're going to be exactly the size that we want to be no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how much you work us out. In fact, work us out more. We'll show you because we petty. So my thoughts are petty. That's all. This episode was produced by our producer, Dan Warren. Keep up with our adventures on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our website, JustTwoPearls.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JustTwoPearls. Email us at Adventures at JustTwoPearls.com. We are a production of the 224 Ecospace. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.